You are listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin with The Good News. Hello, friend. It is Angie Austin with The Good News along with The Good News team. We have Rachel Maines here. And Rachel uh, just built my website, and she has her own radio show, Corner Cafe. And uh, just tell everyone what you uh, focus on on that program that's also on this station, KLTT. Hey, Angie. Love being here. Love being a part of the Good News team. It's like the highlight of my week. Love it. Um, But Corner Cafe Radio, we share the story and heart of an artist. We invite artists on every Saturday to share their story. And their, and their music oftentimes. Yeah, it's all music in the first um, first half. Um, we have hip-hop, country, jazz, every genre. So we have a blast. That me is and Jamie fun. Daniel. I can't believe how many uh, local, local uh, artists there are. Yeah, and we now we're doing international. But yeah, there are so many gifted independent artists out there. Um, and oftentimes, Jamie and I often say, you know, they're actually, since they're free to do their own stuff and their own sound, sometimes better than, you know, like the nationally signed well-known artists because they could just be more unique um, yeah. in their creativity and the music they put out. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. I never thought about that. You, it's not that, that just the talented ones are famous. There are a lot of talented ones that have a smaller audience but uh, have, uh, are just as talented. Yeah, just as gifted for sure. You know, I just think we, all, we often say this. We had a hip-hop artist on. It's what the Lord wants you to do, whether he puts you in the audience of 10 or, you know, a million people, you know, nationally um, with media and stuff. It's just being obedient to what he's called you to do. And don't take for granted the small beginnings. Yes. So I love that. I love that message. All right. uh, Tracy Rock, uh, tell us about your show and you produce this show and you're one of the hosts as well. Well, I'm a, yeah, it's a little crazy lately, but um, my show is The Real Tracy Rock. It's it's about real issues, about everyday issues that people deal with, a lot of sin issues that we deal with as well, and being real to what happens every day in life and how God applies to our everyday stuff and how he wants to be in our details and cares about us. Yeah, I like to have everyone kind of tell their story a little bit. It's always nice to kind of hear, um, you know, because we're all friends, but it's neat that I got two radio shows to be part of, uh, pardon me, uh, two radio hosts to be part of my show as well. And then, as you know, I bring in the good news gals as well, and I have two of them here today. And uh, by the way, if you want to find out more about Tracy and about Rachel and their shows, you can go to the new site that actually Rachel built for me, AngieAustin.org, AngieAustin.org. It's beautiful. She did such a good job. Also, my friend and good news gal Terry Fisher is here. And Terry, I saw, you know, on my Facebook page, uh, we became Facebook friends years ago. And I was like, this woman is everywhere. She's at every event. She's a, And then I realized, well, that's what she does. So, Terry, give us a little 30-second elevator speech of what you do. So thank you for having me here. I have an entertainment company. I'm in my 20th year. I book entertainment for corporate, weddings, festivals, you name it. I do it, and I just have a blast doing it. And I, it's really hard to believe I'm blessed with 20 years already. Yeah. Here with us uh, also, Michelle Ron, Miss Senior America 2004. She's a teacher and our friend. You've been on the show for years, haven't you? A hundred. It's a hundred. Wonderful. A yes, hundred years. A hundred years. Yeah, good. Yeah. And yeah. so forth. Yes. Terrific to be here. And I do love your new website. Rachel, I've been looking at her site that she did for you, she Angie. She all the good news yeah. on there, too. And it's she awesome. Did. It's great. Yeah. Great. I love doing it. So she's fun. She's so talented. I love I it. I don't know. I just, I'm trying to, like, I've, I've invited her in. You know, she's part of the team now. And I try to feed off her positivity. She always sits oh, by me. I write to her every week. And I'm like, 
Thank you so much for being part of my team. I love sitting by you and being part of, you know, your energy because well, she's your so positive. Are positive. And you know, she's positive. And, and, and Angie's yes, positive. Why do you think she's a joy? Exactly. Yeah. exactly. I Angie. definitely attract the best, I must admit, if I can be so, Absolutely. you know, uh, conceited as to say that I attract the best people around me, that's for sure. Okay, I want a uh, couple of things. Um, I want to stress again something that Michelle really has ingrained in me, and that is um, having access to the um, a more experienced, she doesn't like the word older, <laughs> the girl. more experienced generation. And so uh, I've always made sure my kids had a lot of access to uh, the grandparents, and they have such an incredible bond with them. In fact, I said to Grandpa, I said, if anything ever happened to us, I would want you guys to finish raising them. And he said, we're in, we're almost in our 80s. Like, you got to <laughs> find somebody else. But, you know, that's how I feel about them, that, you know, I would pick them because I know how much they love my children and how strong that bond is with them. I mean, they're definitely, it goes, you know, me and my husband, probably me first because I'm everybody's favorite in the family. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. <laughs> and then my husband, and then it'll go Grandma and Grandpa, you know, because uh, they're so close to them. Okay, so. My uncle, who's been like a second dad to me, he's really brilliant. And when my dad and I were estranged with my dad's drinking and such for that 30-some-odd years that we were estranged, Uncle Ben and I were always very close. And then his daughter, he has one daughter, Lori, she is my, other than my immediate family, the closest person to me in my life family-wise. She is like the sister I never had. We talk all the time. We're there for each other. Uh, she called me a while back, and I, I told Rachel, sitting here to the left of me, I said, you kind of know when someone calls you and says, if anything happens to my husband, will you be the person that makes all my life decisions uh, medically and for all my, you know, assets and everything? You know that you're, you're that person. for I'm her person, you know. Right. And so um, uh, uh, this week uh, we're all planning our cruise uh, that's taking place very shortly. It's a big family reunion cruise, and Uncle Ben kind of gathered us. And there's about 15 of us going, and so my aunt in her 80s, my mom who is almost 80, my uncle in his mid-80s, he's the senior Olympic tennis player, the one that I'm talking about, Uncle Ben. And then my cousins, and they laughed. They said, everybody on the cruise is a senior except for you, because that's what they told the lady <laughs> booking us, that only one cousin's not a senior. <laughs> I said, well, Faith isn't a senior. She's coming. She's mm -hmm, 10. Right. You know? So I want Faith to be around uh, this sure. generation. She's in elementary school. Good idea. It's not much to pull her for a few extra days from her days off from school and to have this ex life experience with all these people who will dote on her. Well, I got the news that Uncle Ben, uh, I don't, we don't know yet the seriousness of it, but it looks like he might have liver cancer and some other issues, and it may have spread, and so he might not be going with us. And I just was thinking about the importance of, you know, how my kids have gotten to spend probably two vacations a year with him for many years. And so they, um, you know, they're like, oh, we, we love Uncle Ben. I said, I, I know that because he's been, you know, a big part of your life. And just re-stressing that you don't know how long people are going to be around. Make the effort. I'm shocked at how many people don't make the effort to make the drive to go see a relative or buy the tickets. You know, yes, there have been some spring breaks when I didn't enjoy being in Joliet, Illinois, when I took one picture where we were wearing trash bags over our winter coats in some parade that where we were um, trying to get someone elected to, like, mayor of this little town, Joliet, and we're following a golf cart in the sleet. I'm freezing wearing a trash bag over my outfit. And so I took that picture and said, spring break in Joliet, Illinois. Mm. You know, but we were there for the grandparents and for the kids to enjoy the grandparents. It wasn't about the sunshine and the boats and, the you know, sitting on the beach. So it sometimes you have to sacrifice so that your children can have relationships with people in your family uh, who may be older and m wiser, but they also have the time to love them more than a lot of young people do. 
you know, the grandparents have more time to love the kids and instill a lot of values in them. So just with Uncle Ben getting sick and possibly changing up this big family reunion, it just re-stresses that for me, Michelle. That, and you mm-hmm. bring that up The frequently. experienced generation, we have, we have the fortune to be able to look back and see what's pri- what, what the priorities are. And it's not anything monetary, it's the people. And so um, with that in mind, um, even those of you that are listening out there that don't have uh, the relatives or the experiences or cousins that Angie's talking about, you may have a neighbor down the street who you know is by him or herself or in the uh, condominium, and you can make an effort. And every single one of us says, oh, you know what, that's a great idea. I'll do it next week. Next week never comes. Never comes. So if that person comes to mind to you right now, I would urge you to take a pencil, write that name down, and put it all over your apartment, your house, and then definitely call them. I tape it to my mirror. Mirror is a good place. And then my mom's mirror. I have to tape it to her mirror right in the (laughs) middle so she doesn't forget things. You are right. You are never sure. We just uh, were at a funeral yesterday for a neighbor's daughter, 32, Mm. just... uh, Got pneumonia and didn't survive through the holidays. Mm. So 32 young and will be married three years. So Mm -hmm. I'm just saying your point being is do get out there and do take the time. People always say I'm busy, but they forget I'm busy going out and doing those things, having the lunches, the dinners, the time with the family, a friend. I make that time, and and that's why I'm always busy. And an organization we've all been involved with, um, Bessie's Hope, if you don't have the family member built into your family, uh, and, and you don't have a friend, a neighbor, an aunt that you can call, uh, Bessie's Hope will hook you up, and you can go to some of the senior uh, you know, facilities, and you can visit with people that may not get any visits at all. And Absolutely. they don't, and that's where they teach the youth to come and visit with the seniors. And, and a family a great program. But, I mean, even just go with them one time and go and experience well, that. And, it does, and they, they will, if it's a family or a person, they'll incorporate you into the program. In a second. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we've got a good news story. And, Trace, you mentioned that you um, saw something really cool on the way in, well, right? Well, this story just reminds me of exactly what was happening on the way to work today. It was just so sweet. Uh, officer, and I haven't seen this in a long time, and officers, uh, you know, we just appreciate them with all the hard work that they do but this officer was on his hands and knees changing a flat tire for this experienced lady thank you that was on (laughs) the side of the road and bless her heart she was just standing there and so cute and tiny and frail and he i'm telling you was working so hard he was like getting muddy everything and the story kind of just reminds me of you know just sweet kind acts of kindness with people and so this involves an officer so this one um inv- uh, involves firefighters okay and so some clerk at a gas station um, um the the clerk got sick and was getting tended by the, the uh, ambulance and the firefighters start taking over and helping him with his job oh. and um, helping customers out and all that business so that's what it is so here we'll take a listen Firefighters rising to the occasion. On a recent call near Alto, they not only helped a sick store clerk, but they also kept the registers humming. News 8's Joe LaFergi has this story all new at 6. And Brian was customer service at its finest, although the firefighters say it's all part of their job. It was after midnight on January 7th. A clerk at the J&H store on Alden Nash at I-96 wasn't feeling well. 
First, he called his boss for some relief help. Then he called 911 for some medical help. Well, I mean, we'll get a call like that. That happens fairly regularly. On call, Alto Bone Deputy Fire Chief Andy Vanderzout, Captain Chris Weiland, and Firefighter EMT Jake Lauterman, along with a fourth firefighter, Jim Hammond, answered the page. Within minutes, they were at the store helping the clerk. You know, we took care of our patient. Um, the ambulance crew came. We got him on the stretcher. Um, he went to the hospital. Me and Jim got the guy to the ambulance. And I came back in, and Chris was checking people out. You see, there was a little problem. The employee called in to take over the store hadn't arrived. Customers were coming in, you know, wanted to buy gas, you know, buy a pop, whatever, and there was nobody else to help them. They weren't pushy and upset that we weren't doing anything, but they literally just wanted to get some snacks and get on the road. So I felt bad and thought we could help them out. So with the same skills he uses to attack a house fire or cut someone out of a wrecked car, Wyland went to work behind the counter. Getting the drawer open was a little tricky. I kept pushing a button that kept saying <laughs> something error and I hit cancel and then I could find the cash register button. There's a saying among firefighters, there's no such thing as a routine call. They know things can change in an instant and they're skilled at adapting to those changes. It's all part of the job. And I don't think there's uh, any other department that wouldn't do what we did. It's, you know, it's uh, firefighters, the fire industry, we're here to help. It doesn't really matter what capacity or in what role. That's what we're here for. Ah, God put you where he needs you. Yeah, they but sometimes needed. we look the in other way. way. Oh, yeah, all the time, of course. But how fun to hear of somebody that didn't. Yes. See many that didn't. Yeah, and when he said, um, I think anyone would have done what we did, I, I don't think so. No. I hope so. Yeah, I hope we want them be. to. You bet. Maybe you bet. the experienced people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I just, no. this morning I was telling Rachel, it, it was just, uh, you know, it's just so nice to see people coming and helping each other and come alongside people when they need help, you mm -hmm. know? Right. So it just, I mean, this morning was precious to me, and it, this story just reminded me of that. So, I good think, one. I think sometimes we have that, like, little... Um, you know, like t tickling of our brain of something we know that we should do, you know, with uh, in our lives, maybe some endeavor that we want to undertake that would make a difference. Or we just see someone, you know, whether it be, um, you know, a kid outside. I remember there was a kid outside of just the dollar store or something, and he didn't say anything to me, but I knew he was hungry. So I knew I had all these protein shakes in the back of my car, and, you know, it's not the best thing. But I thought, well, they're handy and they're portable, so I gave him the case of protein <laughs> shakes. And uh, he's like, oh, I love strawberry. I said, so do I. <laughs> so anyway, I just, you know, but I left, right I left already. You know, mm -hmm. I left. So I got in my car, and then I was parked in front and gave them to him. And, you know, sometimes we're nervous to help somebody else. We don't know what their reaction is going to be, or we might be embarrassed that they're like, well, I don't need anything. I'm just waiting for my mom inside. But, you know, s you can kind of tell when somebody could mm -hmm. use uh, a little. Um, I heard Rick Warren once um, at a conference I was attending and first words out of his mouth were and i absolutely love it be bold about christ christ will take care of the other end so for our Good, thought I for like our that. thought of i don't know what they're going to think on the other end be bold about christ christ will take care of the other end and of course you do it in a loving way you don't do it in a forceful way but god takes over but um that has to be it he's put you there at that time do something about it that's I love great that don't I overthink like national don't overthink. hug day today but they also say to be careful about giving hugs. Mm -hmm. But sometimes that person just needs a hug to know that you're thinking about them. 
um, sending them a, a, a mm -hmm. joyful thought. Right. Um, a couple of my friends that have had tough days, you just kind of send them a little text. It's kind of the same thing. You're helping somebody or sending out a love or, or a hug. And, um, and on the other end, you hope it's all good. Michelle does it the old school way. She does I Hallmark. I love that way. Hallmark, <laughs> yeah. I gets my vote every time. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, well, I my mom. I, I learned from my mom, though. Um, and she never passed a Hallmark store or a card store without, <laughs> never, that's never, cute. without getting cards. And uh, that's my mom, too. That's my parents, she was just, too. Yeah. Yeah. She loved the cards. You always right. pick out the best card. You probably pick out the most perfect card for that person, too. Well, it takes time to do that. Yeah. And yeah. So that... That does tell the person that yes. you, you took you've the time. done that right. You right. Know, in some way. But even if there's two words on that card or whatever it is, it's a thought of you. It's a hug for you. It's, um, it, it, it's I'm here. You don't have to talk. I'm not doing that. But I do want you to know that I love you. I laugh so hard, Tracy. You know, Dan on Rush to Reason, one of the hosts. Yes. He um, fessed up to me on the air that he actually uh, would buy his wife a card for an anniversary or whatever, and then he'd write something on a piece of paper and slip it in there. He would keep the receipt for the card, and he would return it every time. Yeah, and I'm I, like, I you remember this. are kidding me that yes. you keep the receipt for the card and you get your $3.99 back, and you actually make the effort to drive to the store with the receipt for the card that you've given to your wife and not sealed the envelope and not written in the card, and you get your three ninety nine plus tax back. I so know. I, I remember me. this because he told me as well and on air as well. And I was just like, you're kidding. Flabbergasted. Yeah. Just go to the dollar store then and get one that's not as fancy, mm -hmm. you know. But because she might want to keep them. He, he like, um, was bragging to me then soon afterwards. He said, I just want you to know for my wife's birthday or whatever special occasion it was that I gave her a card and she got to keep it. She got to keep it to Hey, big spender. That's pretty funny. I will say, at when the first, um, when the computers first came out where you could make your own cards, mm -hmm. and I thought, oh, darn, that's going to really set the industry apart. It did not. Did not. And about... Two months ago, I was at Target, actually, and I needed a card, and I read through, and I picked up my card, got to the self-checkout. That little Hummer rang up twelve ninety nine, and I went, no. That's what I said. And I looked at the back of the card. It was twelve ninety nine, and I pulled the clerk over. I said, I love this person, but not for $13 here. <laughs> what, what, what was in it the was, card that made it, 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 did it sing? Uh, it was the particular brand. Yeah, oh. And I could say the brand, but I think you're right. Wow. Yeah, I know it was exactly. a particular brand, and I don't, I don't even go to that brand. And now there, now I see there's sections of that particular. But th that is just a little bit, a lot outrageous as far as I was concerned. I recognized so. that when I was buying oh. a card a couple of days ago. I'm going, yeah, wait a minute, these are like twelve and thirteen dollars. Yeah. I'm like. I'm sorry. Yeah. And you know what? Some of them have sparkles on them where they have a little decoration. Yeah. And oh. so what did that make it the difference of three forty nine to twelve ninety nine? <laughs> I don't know. No, no. I no. I'm with you. Yeah, gosh. I so sent a lot of cards, but yeah, I don't need twelve dollar cards. Was, well, my gift wasn't even thirteen dollars. So <laughs> oh, that <laughs> is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When was. the card is more than the, than gift, the gift, that yeah. might be an issue. Sure. Yeah. We I have a friend, uh, Cindy, uh, uh -huh. and she always does like handmade like type cards that she buys. She doesn't have to make them up there 
always really special. And I found this is a you know little uh, money saver. Costco has big boxes of cards, and they're really unique and really pretty and really uh, bedazzled. Yes. And they a- end up being one or two bucks a piece, and they're spectacular. So I keep that box. So does you know. Hobby Lobby. Oh, they do. Hobby Lobby has mm-hmm. great boxes of yeah. cards. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And uh, it's very reasonable. But and uh, if they're fancy, it kind of gives that special feeling, which I felt these were really fancy. Good. Yeah, they're yeah, nice. It's kind of fun. There. Love that. All right, so I guess we've called you to do two things on the program so far: to reach out to maybe um, an elderly, experienced uh, neighbor, friend, aunt, etc., and uh, you know, make time for them. Uh, make you know, even if you aren't a fan of your mother-in-law or father-in-law, make sure that if they're a fan of your kids and they're good for your kids, that you give them access. I see far too many people using their kids as blackmail, as bait, keeping away from people than from people that they, the kids love, because you don't like them, and that's just really, I mean, that's a horrible thing to do. Uh, and then our second thing, um, if you feel that call like this officer did. Uh, to do something for someone or like the protein shakes for the kid that I saw, you know, some little thing like that. Um, if you feel that little tickle in your brain that I should do something, then turn around and go do it. You know, make the effort because I think so many times we ignore it. All right, we mentioned that uh, Rachel created a website uh, called AngieAustin.org, named after me. <laughs> and uh, Go and figure, huh? Yeah, and she's doing new pictures of me and my family, and my bio is on there, and all the good news is on there, and the good news team, and information about both of the programs I do. So please go there, and if you want to reach out to any of our guests, uh, Terry in particular, uh, you know, with uh, parties and entertainment and weddings and uh, charity events, she gets the talent, big or small, so it can be just... You know, someone, uh, you know, simple for a kid's party or something big for a big charity event. She can get the entertainment for you. So go to AngieAustin.org and you can reach out to any of my guests there. We will be right back with the good news. The good news of Jesus for you in high-definition radio and streaming at 670KLTT.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. Hey, it's Angie. All right, you're thinking it's cold, it's, you know, wintertime, there's not a lot to do other than go to the ski slopes. Uh, Actually, there's a ton of things to do at YMCA the Rockies. The Estes Park location, you can get a lodge room for around $100. You can get two free breakfasts with that, or you can rent a cabin for the whole family. And there's an indoor climbing wall that is phenomenal. You can also do indoor archery there, indoor skating. There is the longhouse where you can play basketball, shuffleboard. There are so many things to do. And the majority of these activities are included in the price of your stay. So 100 bucks, and you get all these activities. There's also a lot of indoor family activities as well. And the pool is warm and wonderful this time of year. If you want to check out a winter wonderland with lots of activities indoors and out, we're going to go up and do some of that rock climbing indoors. I love that place. It's a brand new center. It's beautiful. YMCARockies.org. YMCARockies.org. Hi, friend, it's Angie. You know, to keep the good news on the air, we need people who support us, who support the show, and who enjoy, you know, good news. And so from time to time, we run sponsored or paid interviews, and we sure do appreciate it when you support the people who support us here on the good news. You'll hear wonderful sponsors from time to time and paid interviews as well, and I'd like to play one of those paid interviews for you right now 
And again, thank you for supporting those who support us here on The Good News. Enjoy. Welcome back. Angie Austin here. I'm sure you've heard a lot about the flu season this year. In fact, because of last year, I made sure I got all of my kids vaccinated. And let's be, and my mom and myself, there's only one holdout in our family. And I, you, I'm sure you can uh, imagine who that is. I haven't had the flu in a very long time. I don't need one. Yes, that would be my husband. Uh, so joining us to talk about the flu season uh, is Dr. Flora Munoz. She's an infectious disease specialist with Baylor College of Medicine in Houston and Tosh Hayes. And Tosh has suffered from the flu and can fill us in more about some of the details on that. Welcome to both of you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Good morning. So, you know, I, I, every time I read about a child dying, I, just, I read every detail because I'm constantly, you know, looking for news stories because I work in the news business, and it just cracks my heart a little bit each more each time. And so I made sure all my kids were vaccinated this year. And so tell us about this particular uh, season. It seemed like it started a little earlier, and it's hitting so many people already. Absolutely, and you said something very important. Influenza comes every year, and we seem to be unprepared somehow every year. Uh, it can be a very serious illness. Uh, you are absolutely right. You, we have stories like that. Uh, people die every year of influenza. And uh, this year, we have had a very early season compared to previous ones. Uh, we've started to see flu uh, since the end of October with a peak during the holidays, and at this time when we're in the middle of winter, and we do have uh, at least the three uh, strains that are circulating, influenza A, two types, and influenza B. And it's a little different from before because we have seen um, a lot of activity, and we expect to see that there will continue to be influenza probably into the spring. So it seems to be an active um, and potentially long influenza season this year. Okay, I want to ask two things. Is uh, Are you finding whether or not... Uh, this particular vaccine this year is effective because I know some years it's not that effective and who should get that flu vaccine? Right, so it's a little early to know how effective the vaccine will be. Certainly we are waiting to hear from uh, the CDC about data regarding effectiveness. Uh, it, it's variable, uh, but you know, um, even if you have a greater than 50% effectiveness, it's still better than no uh, protection from the vaccine. Everyone who is at least six months of age or older should get the flu vaccine. And we need to make sure that those who have maybe some uh, chronic lung problems, other chronic diseases, and young children, adults, and pregnant women definitely should try to get their vaccine. It's not too late. Even though we have already influenza around, we need to make sure you still get your flu vaccine uh, and at this time because we'll have more flu coming up. Yeah, I like that you said it's not too late because all of my kids were able to get in except for one early and the other one I just got uh, yesterday. Because, and he's like, I don't need the flu shot because, of course, he wants to be cool like Dad. I'm like, sorry, you're getting it. So uh, <laughs> uh, let's talk a little bit, uh, Tosh, about your story and, um, you know, how you knew you had the flu and, uh, you know, what, what it's like. Because people always say how horrible it is, but for someone like myself who hasn't suffered from the flu, uh, give us, Tosh, kind of the lowdown on your experience. Well, I think you brought up a great point. When I was sick, I didn't realize that I had the flu because I thought, well, doesn't everyone get the flu? And it wasn't until um, I called someone who is a medical provider and said, you know, I feel really awful. Like, I've never felt this way before. Um, she was just like, do you have the flu? And I was just like, well, doesn't everyone get it? And I think it's important to, like, decipher the difference between the cold, like of, of severe cold and the flu. 
I thought I had a cold, and it wasn't until I got this cough, which is often like the first indicator of a flu, that wouldn't let go, um, that I realized something wasn't right. Um, The body aches, uh, the fever, uh, the loss of appetite, um, that went on for many, many weeks. And unfortunately, I waited too long to do something about it. And so by the time that I realized something was wrong, I developed pneumonia, and then the pneumonia partnered with the flu virus, ended up in my heart, and it sent me into heart failure. So um, really important to be like a quick responder, to ask questions, to know what the warning signs are. I mean, I was very young at the time, um, very healthy. So I think in some ways I was ignorant to the fact that the flu doesn't really have a, it doesn't, it doesn't have a person that it goes after. It doesn't matter if you're healthy. It doesn't matter if you're taking good care of yourself. Like, of course, those things are going to make it easier for you. Um, it's why I'm still alive. But, I mean, anyone can get the flu. It doesn't matter how healthy you are or how much working out you do or how well you eat. Um, you know, none of us are, are – yeah, none of us, you know, we're, we're all able to get it. So yes, it's it doesn't. So do what you need to do to make sure that you're protected. Yeah, it doesn't discriminate against the young. It doesn't mean you won't exactly, get it. Exactly, so How yes. old were you at the time? I was 34 years old, like an active runner, eating well at the gym every day. I just one day got sick and just was thinking I would get over it, that it would eventually pass, and it didn't. Now, when you um, mentioned so, the yeah. heart, when you mentioned the heart issue, sorry, Tosh, when you mentioned the no, heart no issue, um, so you were hospitalized, your life was at risk. How long were you in the hospital? Yeah, I was in the hospital for a total of 16 days. Um, six of those days, I was in critical care, and um In the middle of those six days, uh, my name was added to the transplant list. They really thought that I was going to die and that uh, I needed to have a heart transplant because my heart had failed um, so severely. I was on oxygen. It was really a very scary time. Um, I had to write a will. I had to come up with plans for who was going to take care of my then four-year-old daughter. Um, And there were long-term effects, too. Once I was out of the hospital, I was told I would never have children again because my heart wouldn't be strong enough to to carry life. Um, I had reactive arthritis. It took me a year and a half to recover from that situation. So the flu is very, very serious, and it's something that we should all take seriously. Well, and I think a couple of things here, well, the vaccine, of course, the seriousness of getting that, that when you start to have symptoms, uh, you know, to, to go to someone right away so it doesn't progress as it did with you, not even knowing you had the flu and then moving to pneumonia, et cetera, And, uh, doctor, I want to know, what is it? So we heard Tasha's story, and we hear so much about children dying. How does it go from the cough and the aches to death? Like, what is that? I always wonder when I see a child that's died, like, where where was that golden day or two? Or, you know, they call it the golden hour. But where was that golden amount of time where they could have gotten help and possibly survived? What what happens? So, you know, it's important that uh, just as it is um, unpredictable and just as it is highly contagious, it can also progress very quickly. So what you see is that flu itself can cause pneumonia and it can cause all of these other organs being affected with inflammation. But one of the main concerns we have always is that you can have a secondary infection. So clearly if um, you know you have one, two days of illness, if you're not feeling well after a day, that is the time to call the doctor because there is a treatment. There are antivirals that can be used. There are antibiotics that can be given and that you can prevent these complications if you start early enough. I, I also want to say we, we have 
many stories, uh, uh, Taz's story, that are shared by people who are affected with the flu. And indeed, young children can be affected, but also anybody at any age. Mm -hmm. If you have uh, had a chance, uh, I invite you to visit uh, familiesfightingflu.org. This is an organization that tells these stories and raises awareness on uh, how uh, influenza can impact your health, can impact your family, can impact the community, and can be, you know, a, a disease that is very, very serious, and you need to really be aware of these signs and realize that it's not just, uh, you know, a common illness. Uh, be, be really thoughtful about this during the flu season when you know there's flu out there in your community. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes it's not just for you. If you have a child under six months, you're all getting it as well in the family to make sure that child doesn't get sick. And, like, we have grand-grand who lives with us, we want to make sure she doesn't get sick you know so mm-hmm. you're and then I've heard people say too, doctor as we wrap up uh, that well you know it wasn't effective last season anyway or blah 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 my understanding is that even if it's not as effective the vaccine as we'd like it to be uh, during a certain season you still will not get as sick if you've had the vaccine and you get the flu is that right correct so the flu vaccine is not intended to protect 100% of infection. So you can still get the flu in some cases. You will definitely have a milder illness. But most important, it's been shown that influenza vaccine can prevent the complications. So you will have lower risk of having to go in the hospital with pneumonia or with these complications and even decrease your risk of dying from influenza once you get vaccinated. So this is why we advocate and we have, you know, even protection for several strains. You never know which strain you're going to get. And some of these can affect uh, different people in different ways and be more severe than others. So it's really, really important to think about that and, and uh, think about the flu vaccine as, as your best uh, method of defense early on. All right, doctor, give your website again that you gave out earlier. Yes, familiesfightingflu.org. And this is, again, uh, advocacy and also uh, information about the flu season, information about what to do, and families sharing the stories. Well, I, I thank you both because I'll guarantee you because of, uh, you know, our discussion, more people are going to get the flu shot. So thank you both for the great information and for prompting others to make sure they take care of this. Thank you, Tosh. Take, thank you, Dr. Munoz. Thank you thank so you. much. Thank you. Hey, 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 this is the Good News team, and I am Rachel Maines, and ooh, I got sitting next to me. Good morning, good <laughs> afternoon, good evening, whatever you're listening, right? This is Jennifer Bishop. How are you today, Rachel? Good, I'm doing well. Life is life is good. Oh, God is good. Life is good. I just, I feel so blessed. I um, wanted to talk today about the amazing YMCA of the Rockies. Oh, yeah. I've had the opportunity to, to go with or accompany with Angie's friend or Angie's family several times and we had the best time we like we did um I remember early on my favorite was the school the painting we would paint little uh, ceramics and have them fun done in the kiln but this last time I went we did the zip line and I would just remember sweet, <laughs> her sweet, sweet daughter, Hope, she grabbed my hand. And she's like, I want to be your partner, Jennifer. Aww. I want to be your partner. And we did roller skating. And, and that's the thing about YMCA of the Rockies. You get to be a kid again. And I who doesn't want to be a kid, man? Right. I don't care how old you are. I know. All that stuff's fun. Zip line, roller skating. Love it. <gasps> yeah. I, I, it was kind of scary because I hadn't been on roller skates. You know, I, I'll disclose my age, 52. I remember back in the sixth grade, it brought back all these memories of Roller City in Colorado. <laughs> I know, that's what I used to do as, as a kid, You did, too? too? We thought we were so cool. Oh. Roller skating. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys want to hear something funny? Yes. I, I grew up here in Colorado, but I grew up in the mountains. <gasps> so when I moved to the city, uh, everybody knew how to roller skate, and they were going, we're going to All roller skate. All the cool city. kids. And, yeah, <laughs> I wasn't so cool. I actually, like, like, oh, no, please, 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 no. I was, like, the <laughs> only kid that could not roller skate. Oh, like, but I'm sure well, I, could I can horseback ride well, that and barrel cool. race, so. I I'll think that's cooler than roller skating, I skate actually Tracy. would say, I, I agree. Do they have a horseback riding at the YMCA? They do. Wow. So many programs that we, I, you know, quite honestly, I don't know about. I've never taken advantage of the YMCA. Oh, it's amazing. We should go, Rachel. There's a stargazing. We, uh, Angie and the kids and I went on the stargazing trip, and they told us to bring um, peppermint um, hard candies, those peppermint hard candies. And what I learned is that you, if you bite into them at night, it like pop, like it, it sparks. And I'm like, wow, this is so what? cool. Yes. So if you bite into a peppermint hard candy yeah. while you're watching the stars. Yeah. The stars. Well, I don't think that watching the stars, but at, oh, okay. at night in the Was dark. Was it a pop rock? In the dark. Pepper okay, I get no, it. No, not pop rock. <laughs> I'll look at, I'll, I'll figure it out. It's like the little round white. They spark in your mouth. Yes, and you can see it. And so all the way home, we're like, <coughs> or all the way back. I mean, it was a several mile hike and all the kids were great. We took turns like who we were sitting, you know, walking with. And it was just, it was a great experience. And then they also have. Uh, on Sundays they have church and I was up there for Angie's daughter's baptism and I I just I'm telling you that it is the neatest place I I, it just brings back great memories it's great for family reunions yeah great for kids if you have a family you're like what do we do the kids are (gasps) bored hey yeah YMCA let's check it out summer winter they have snowshoeing you name it they have it I love it well, that's great. And then, Jennifer, let our listeners know what you do. Mm, um, you have a lot of fun things going on. Oh, I do. I'm so blessed. So my, my I, I have a health and wel- wellness business and a breakthrough technology that I totally believe in, and um, it's on the natural side. And so my, my goal is to educate people on what we can do to ma- have our healthiest bodies. But kind of like a side note to that because I have a large team I've been recently um, able to become certified in as a mindset coach and so that's been super fun too yeah and not just for people in my team but other people yeah so that's been great and how can our listeners get in touch with you they're like ooh, cool mindset 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 mindset. and not woo woo mindset like not new age mindset you know you love the lord it's super real mindset like what works right it is at uh, www.livingyourpotential.com awesome awesome all right yes all right thanks guys thanks hey everybody it's eric raymer and i've got jennifer bishop and rachel mains in the studio with us it's time for your five minute word of encouragement ladies how are you We love New Year. I just do. It is New Year's, and uh, it gives us an opportunity to kind of do hit the reset button, right? And uh, yet, when we hit the reset button, we we just want the bad stuff to go away, and we want the good stuff to keep going, right? And and kind of snowball. And so, uh, interestingly enough, uh, producer Tracy has uh, a life verse. And it's Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, which is actually the verse over my high school graduation uh, <gasps> back 
Oh, cool. Way, That's really cool. Way wow. back in the day. Back in the day. <laughs> when I wore a cardigan sweater. Oh, wait, now I'm wearing a cardigan sweater. When you walked uh, uphill <laughs> both ways. Isaiah, no shoes. Right, in the snow, don't worry. In the snow. Uh, Isaiah 40, verse 31 says, Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. All right, so there, there it is right there. And I'm, ladies, I'm going to ask you, uh, and Jennifer, I'll start with you. Um, what do you take out of that verse? And how, do you, how does it apply to uh, a New Year's kind of angle? Boy, when you were talking about eagles, wings, and yeah. flight. Come on. It's like God has my back. He, has my, he is the wind beneath my wings, yes. for lack of a better yes. term on that one. And, and so majestic. <laughs> it is. Right? Like, God has great plans for us, you know, kind of Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. It, it, it just is, it's, it's so rewarding, refreshing. And for me, that's every day, not just January, yes. every day. Let's, uh, let's just, so you, you threw out January, uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, mm -hmm. uh, that says, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to, uh, for, uh, for to you prosper, prosper you, you and not to harm you, plans to give you a future and a hope. And, uh, you know, it's, that's that's God's word for somebody driving down the interstate right now. Mm -hmm. All right, Rachel, uh, Isaiah forty thirty one. Love it. Putting my trust in God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I found every area once again, kind of talking about what we were talking about before in another uh, show. Yeah. If there's depression in a certain area, I got to ask myself: Am I trusting God in this area or not? Right. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things, um, and I think you know the, the cool thing about Scripture is that that. One verse can mean different things to different people uh, as it applies to different elements or aspects of our life. The, the word is true, but the word is alive. Right. right. Amen. And so it never changes, although sometimes uh, the, the, the verbiage of the verses, you know, as we, as we parse language either better or differently uh, over the years. Uh, and so, you know, the old King James version has a lot of these, those, and, and, uh, you know, those kinds of things. And, uh, for, for this, I learned the verse, those who wait upon the Lord. I love that. Mm. Right. Mm. And now this, uh, newer translation is saying those who hope in the Lord. And let's just take a second to talk about the difference between those. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Right. That's oh, I love, I love looking at, uh, that's why I love my Bible app. Because yeah. I can look at all the different I love the message. Side by side side, by side Yes, the translation. And I'm like, wow, wow, wow. I never subscribe to fear the Lord because fear to me right. is a bad and negative. And That's now, not what it means. Right, exactly. But somebody might need the word fear. Yeah. Maybe they don't, you know, they grew up differently than I did. Well, sure. Everybody did, right? <laughs> and so whatever. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, you, you mentioned fear. Uh, when it's talking about fear, in, in when it's talking about fear with connection to the Lord, mm -hmm. it's talking about respect and honor. Yes. Right? Uh, the, yes. To, to put him in Period. his place, and his place is not our place. I always get frustrated with people who talk about Jesus as uh, their brother from another mother, and, you know, they kind of say, well, come on, now, that uh, he's mm -hmm. God. Right, right, right. right. And yeah. we're not. Ever. Um, <laughs> but, you know, waiting upon the Lord uh, means I will decrease i will slow down right mm -hmm. and uh let him increase what on his timing right and right. his will his timing and then secondarily uh hoping in the lord 
our, our only hope is in the Lord. Amen. Hope Amen. anywhere else is hope misplaced. All right, well, I'll tell you what, uh, ladies, thank you for being here and sharing this with us. Happy New Year to all of our friends who are listening. This is Eric Gramer, Jennifer Bishop, Rachel Maines, and you're listening to the Good News with Angie Austin. Hi, my name's Bobby, and I've worked at the Ark for about seven years. My favorite part of working at the Ark is just making a lot of new friends. And at the Ark, we're always doing awesome stuff together. It's important to shop at the Ark because it's shopping with a purpose. Shopping with a purpose means helping people with disabilities, and it really helps people like me. And the Ark makes it easy to donate. You can either visit a donation center or you can call 303-238-JANE. And an Ark truck will come and pick up your stuff. Remember to shop at the Ark because you always find good deals. Also, remember when you do, you help people just like me. For more information or to schedule a pickup, call 303-238-J or go to oakthrift.org. My name is Bobby and I love working at the Oak. Hey everybody, it's Eric Raymer and I am here to give you your five minutes of encouragement. Listen to this. Uh, Albert Einstein, uh, he's a pretty smart guy, right? Albert Einstein had this to say, and no, don't worry about it. I'm not going to give you any kind of uh, formulaic equations or anything like that. He said this, in the middle of difficulty lies opportunity. Now think about that for just a minute. In the middle of difficulty lies opportunity. Well, you know, so many times we talk about problems. We talk about things that come up against us. We talk about things that uh, cause us reason to pause, and in most cases, the natural inclination for us, mankind, is to say, ah, I've got a problem. And if you think about it from that perspective, you're probably right. But if you were to take Albert Einstein's approach and says in the middle of any difficulty, you can substitute problem, lies opportunity, then you have a completely different perspective on how to handle your options. And you do have options. You always have options. So uh, let's give this a little bit of practical application. This morning, I had a friend call me, and uh, his car was broken into. And I thought, oh, gosh, that's, that's horrible. It's terrible, you know. And then they stole a lot of stuff out of the car. Uh, he's a musician. They stole a guitar. They stole a guitar amp. They stole uh, a keyboard, uh, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. And, you know, thinking about that and seeing how uh, that, that's not a good day. That's a had a bad day, right? Well, what would Albert Einstein do with this information? Well, the, the good news is uh, he had an opportunity to kind of s set things in a different perspective. Yeah, those are his things, and yes, they stole him. But you know what? Maybe, just maybe, they needed him more than I did. And now, don't, don't shoot the messenger here. I'm not saying that's what he said. I'm not saying that that's necessarily what you should say in the midst of an opportunity. But the shift in perspective changed his mental, mental uh, mindset of it. And there was one thing in the car that was, if, if stolen... It would have been horrible. Problem is, 
it's missing, but he doesn't remember whether or not it was in the car. So what do you do? I mean, it would have been a horrible situation. We're talking about a moral and ethical dilemma in the event that this was stolen. I'm not going to give you the details on it, but I will say this. Big opportunity. <laughs> and and so, you know, we, we talked through what the moral and ethical issues were if, in fact, this thing was stolen and what his response had to be. Good news is, that shift in the perspective, that shift in the mindset, turning it over to the Lord and saying, you know, uh, not my plan, but your plan, your will be done. In that situation, my friend got to his office, found the thing in question, and shoo. Then we started praising the Lord. Why is it that we wait till after something resolves to praise the Lord? Why don't we praise the Lord on the front side? Why don't we praise God for giving us an opportunity to learn something. And boy, howdy, there was a lot to be learned in this instance. And I'm not saying it was okay for these guys to break into his car. I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying is everything is an opportunity. Our mindset, our shift in the way that we think, it gives us an opportunity. And that is what we should really be focusing on. doesn't matter how slow you go as long as you don't stop, says Confucius. I guess he was pretty smart. And Oprah Winfrey, <laughs> Oprah says this, it doesn't matter who you are or where you come from, the ability to triumph begins with you, always. Think about that, folks. We have the ability to change the outcome, we have the ability to turn a situation into an opportunity, a difficulty into an opportunity, a problem into an opportunity, an opportunity to what? Thrive under the Lord. Go out and do that today. This is Eric. Have a great rest of the day. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com.